Hello, everybody. Happy Easter. Happy Resurrection Day. We are so excited about today. We are so expectant. We believe the Lord is going to move in mighty ways, in powerful ways. All I have to say yes. is just come with expectancy to meet God today. Yes. Come with expectancy for him to encounter you in a new way, Amen. in a fresh way, yes. right where yes. you are at. Yes. I tell you, anything is possible with the Lord. Anything is possible in this moment, right now with the Lord. So just get ready. Get ready. Um, a little heads up here for you, giving you a warning beforehand, because we had some people asking for that. We will be taking communion today. So go ahead, get your stuff ready for it. We're going to be taking that a little bit later. Um, something that we did this week, it's been different for us because obviously this is a very different season for everybody. <laughs> Normally we would have our big Easter egg hunt and breakfast for our kiddos and we love it for the community. And so something that we did is um, we have these amazing children's packets that we did the drive-by for where they could pick them up. So they got those packets and they got goodie bags so they can have their own Easter egg hunt and all the fun. We didn't want anyone to miss out on anything. And we also handed out communion. So some of you may have gotten that. If you don't have that, then go and get the other stuff ready. Sound good? Sounds good. Sounds great. Perfect. We got the other stuff ready this time. I'm not going to lie. Um, but like I said, today is going to be so special. We believe the Lord is going to move in mighty ways. And we're just excited to see. We have loved hearing what God's been doing, hearing the testimonies. It's crazy. It's wild. Yeah. God is so beyond the four walls, <laughs> and we're seeing him move in mighty ways. And so to start off this morning, uh, we've got Pastor Renee. She's going to share just a little word of encouragement for you. We all love hearing from our wonderful Pastor Renee. So go ahead, Mama. Take it. Well, good morning, everyone. We just come today with just such excitement in our heart, yeah. and I really do feel resurrection power and i know that um the prayers that have been prayed over your home over your family that you're going to see things happen today uh, i really do feel like that heaven has invaded the earth and we've enjoyed this full moon all week long and things happening in the sky i know that the lord is sending his angels of the lord are doing business on your behalf and i I feel like it's really the most exciting time to be alive. Amen. Yes. And I really, I don't know. This is such a weird situation for all of us to be in because we're, like, we're doing things that we've never done before. We're uh, getting behind a camera and it's like, oh, it's just so <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> and, um, but you know what? God is using all of these uh, things for his glory, and that's yeah. what we're here to do yeah. today. I just want to encourage you to know that people are praying for marriages right now, that your marriage could be healed in this season uh, like it's never been before, that your children are hungering for the Lord. They're learning about Jesus, and we have heard so many testimonies about people that have walked away from the Lord and God is pursuing them, and they yes. are coming back. Amen. And it's just a wonderful thing to hear about people that you love when they're, like, reaching out for uh, just because they, they realize there's got to be more to this life than just living every day. And I have made a, just a commitment to myself. 
I never want to return to the way I lived before this plague came. I want to live differently because I think God is teaching us there's so many things that we want to get accomplished. It's such an important time to just get things done. And so I just, I just feel like saying there is so much hope. There's resurrection power. There's resurrection power living in you. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> and um, I, I just bless you. And I thank you for watching today. And just open up your heart and let Jesus invade your house. Amen. 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 It's pretty fun to hear from her. I can tell you what, whenever my mama talks, it brings a smile to your face. It brings hope. It brings comfort. So we love hearing from you, Mom. And next up... Da, 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 da. That was my really bad attempt of a drum roll. That was kind of bad. <laughs> it okay. was bad. Just straight up, it was bad. <laughs> We've got Pastor Lynn. He's going to bring a word for us. Um, like I said, everyone, let's lean in this morning. Let's lean in wherever you are. Let's lean into what the Lord is doing because he has something very special um, for today. So Pastor Lynn, Dad, bring it. We're ready. <laughs> Happy Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. Resurrection Sunday. We just celebrate this day that the Lord has made. We certainly rejoice and want to be glad in this day. Resurrection Sunday. Praise the Lord. I, I, we, had a, we had a staff meeting early, and, and I believe that personal revival, we've referred to this time as a time of personal revival, and as the testimonies that were shared as we're separated in our big prayer room, chairs scattered out around in a big wide circle, so we were doing it right. Uh, sharing the testimonies that's happening within our families, members of people that we know, the, the incredible revelation that people are receiving directly from the Lord, being called back to the Lord, or even first-timers, newcomers to the Lord. It's just been amazing what's happening in people's homes that they're being drawn to Him. It's just, oh, it's incredible. Love, love, love what's going on. Frustrated, frustrated with the situation, but love what the Lord's doing through this situation. Yes. Praise God. As we talk about Resurrection Sunday, I want to go into, I want to read a little bit of the story. This morning I'm going to be speaking from the Passion Translation, something that I do very little, but I'm beginning to fall in love with this translation. It's just, it's pretty amazing. I'm liking it, liking it, liking it, liking it, loving it. Uh, so I'd like you to turn with me to Matthew 27th chapter. I think I'll grab my glasses for this. 27th chapter of Matthew, and I'm going to be starting reading uh, verse 50. Verse 50. Now, we know that, you know, Jesus was taken. He was crucified on the cross. And as he was going through this crucifixion, this very difficult, difficult time, uh, we're going to start with verse 50 at, at the end. Because the, the main thing that I want to talk about, you know, it's the blood of Jesus. It's that sacrifice that saves us. That what, what he did, what he went through, but as he's passing away, as Jesus is breathing his last, we start at verse 50. Jesus passionately cried out, took his last breath, and gave up his spirit. At that moment, the veil in the Holy of Holies, in the temple, the Holy of Holies, was torn in two from the top to the bottom. The earth shook violently, rocks were split apart, and graves were opened. 
Then many of the holy ones who had died were brought back to life, came out of their graves. And after Jesus' resurrection, they, the holy ones that were buried that came out of their graves, they were plainly seen by many people walking in Jerusalem. (laughs) Now, now, when the Roman military officer and his soldiers witnessed what was happening and felt the powerful earthquake, they, they, the Roman soldiers, were extremely terrified. Can you imagine? They said, there is no doubt this man was the Son of God. Watching from a distance were many of the women. I'm going to back up. Watching from a distance were many of the women who had followed him, who had followed Jesus from Galilee. And in this translation says, given him support. New King James, which normally I, I, I teach from, says, ministered to Jesus. Yeah. Many of the women who ministered to Jesus followed him from Galilee and ministered to him. Among them were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jacob and Joseph, and Mary the mother of James and John. At the end of the day, at the end of the day uh, when, when Christ was, was crucified after he'd passed, at the end of the day a wealthy man named Joseph, a follower of Jesus from the village of Ramah, approached Pilate and asked to have custody of the body of Jesus. So, Pilate consented and ordered that the body be given to him. Joseph wrapped the body in a shroud of fine linen and placed it in his own unused tomb, which had only recently been cut into a rock. They rolled a large stone to seal the entrance of the tomb and left. Sitting across from the tomb were Mary Magdalene and the other Marys, watching all that took place. The next day, the day after preparation day for the Passover, the chief priests and the Pharisees went together to Pilate. They said to him, Our master, we remember that this imposter, they're speaking of Jesus, claimed that he would rise from the dead after three days. So please order the tomb to be sealed until that third day. Seal it so that his disciples can't come and steal the corpse and tell people he rose from the dead. Then the last deception would be worse than the first. I'll send soldiers to guard the tomb, Pilate replied. Go with them and make the tomb as secure as possible. So they left and sealed the stone, and Pilate's soldiers secured the tomb. After the Sabbath day, after that Saturday on Resurrection Sunday, after the Sabbath ended, at the first light of dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to take a look at the tomb. Suddenly, the earth shook violently beneath their feet as the angel of the Lord Jehovah descended from heaven. Lightning flashed around him, and his robe was dazzling white. Can you imagine? The guards were stunned and terrified, lying motionless like dead men. I imagine that. They were maybe even just playing dead because they were afraid of what... (laughs) lying motionless like dead men. Then the angel walked up to the tomb, rolled away the stone, and sat on top of it. The women were breathless and terrified until the angel said to him, there's no reason to be afraid. I know you're here looking for Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He's risen victoriously, just as he has said. Come inside the tomb and see that place where our Lord was lying. 
then go and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead. I want you to hear this. Then go share the good news that he's risen from the dead. I give you this message to give to, to, to the disciples. I am going ahead of you. This is, would be Jesus speaking. I'm going ahead of you in Galilee, and you will see me there. They rushed quickly, this would be the Marys, they rushed quickly to tell his disciples, and their hearts were deep in wonder and filled with great joy. Jesus is alive. Among the way, Jesus suddenly appeared in front of them and said, Rejoice! They were so overwhelmed by seeing him that they bowed. They fell down at his feet, grasped him by his feet in adoring worship. Jesus said to him, Throw off all your fears. Go tell my brothers to go to Galilee. They will find me there. I just want to, I, I want to elaborate just a little bit. There's three really powerful words and three things that happened right here that I think are significant to us and is painting a picture for, you know, for us, for the future, for what we're supposed to do. We come into the presence of Jesus. The first thing we do, he says, rejoice. And how did they rejoice? They fell at the feet of Jesus. They grabbed his feet and worshiped him. You know, it's so interesting when I think that a lot of times I find myself as I'm worshiping, it's like looking up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Why do we look up? It's like because if we're at the feet of Jesus, the only way we can see into his face is by looking up. It's like looking up to see the face of Jesus while at the feet of Jesus, rejoicing in his presence, worshiping him. So when we come into the presence of Jesus, we worship him. We're grateful that we've had an encounter with Jesus. And what does he instruct us to do then? Go and tell. Go share. Go spread the good news. Rejoice, experience, go tell. Take another few moments. I want to move from there. We, we, we've read the story. We know now about the resurrection. How? We've all heard the story. But this is, tells it in such a poignant, strong, and powerful fashion. I, I love this. First time I've read it in the Passion. But I want to take you now to Hebrews, 10th chapter of Hebrews. We'll start with verse 19. Our confidence before God. And now... We are brothers and sisters in God's family because of the blood of Jesus. And he welcomes us to come into the most holy sanctuary in the heavenly realm, boldly and without hesitation. What did it say? (laughs) For he has dedicated a new life-giving way for us to approach God. For just as the veil was torn in two in the temple, Jesus' body was torn open to give us free and fresh access to him. Read that again. Okay. For just as the veil was torn in two, Jesus' body was torn. So it opened up to give us free and fresh access to him. The blood of Jesus. And since we now have a magnificent high priest 
to welcome us into God's house, we come closer to God and approach him with an open heart, fully convinced that nothing will keep us at a distance from him. That's good. That's really good. For our hearts have been sprinkled with blood to remove impurity, and we have been freed from any from an accusing conscience. Now, everybody say now. 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 We are clean, unstained, and presented to God inside, presentable to God inside and out. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us. What's the hope that lives within us? It's Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit. So now wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. Big statement right here. God always keeps his promises. Now listen to this. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. The Bible says, Jesus says, they will know that you are disciples by the love that you have one for another. You'll know, they'll know you're my disciples by the love that you have for one another. We're supposed to be each other's biggest cheerleaders, encouraging, edifying, building up one another in love. Discover creative ways to encourage others and to motivate them towards acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together, as some have formed the habit of doing. In fact, we should come together even more frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward and upward, I just say, and upward, as we anticipate that day dawning. Amen. I want to move now just a little bit to the uh, same chapter, 10th chapter, and go to verse 35, instead of reading all of this. Verse 35, so don't lose your bold, courageous faith. Amen. For you are destined for a great reward. Yes. That's good. Everybody say, I'm destined. I'm, I'm destined. For a great reward. For, for a, a great, great reward. reward. Yes, yes, yes. You need the strength of endurance to reveal the poetry of God's will. The strength of endurance to reveal the poetry of God's will. And then you receive the promise in full for soon and very soon the one who is appearing will come without delay yes come lord jesus that's awesome and he also says my righteous ones will live from my faith but if fear holds them back say ah fear if fear holds them back my soul is not content with them. Ah. Faith over fear. Yes. Faith over yeah. fear. Faith over fear. But we are certainly not those. We are certainly not those who are held back by fear and perish. We are among those who have faith and experience 
true life. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes. I believe we, I mean, it, it's about the presence of God. It's yes. all about the presence of God. We want to experience his presence. We want to rejoice in his presence. But he says, rejoice, 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 as Jesus spoke to them. The first thing he said, they came into his presence, rejoice. And now he says, now, go, yes. tell Go and tell. Spread the good news. Jesus is risen. Jesus is resurrected. And I just say this morning, rejoice in his presence. Go and share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yes. That was so good. That was good. All right. That's good news. That's real good news. How am I supposed to follow that? That's right. Please follow. I don't even. Yeah. Oh, man. More good news. More good news to come. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. We love your presence. We love you. We love your presence. Yeah. We love you, Jesus. And we want to be obedient followers. Obedient followers. Obedient to your words and to the instructions that you give us. Go and tell. I better stop. It's your turn, Tim. No, man. <laughs> you can keep going. I mean, we that's what we do. Um, even when, like, we're gathered with all of us or just some of us are right there in your living room, yep. we just always go after his presence Amen. every time. We've got a plan that we know we've got to get through. And when we're doing our main services, you know, we've got a time limit and we're looking at the clock. But most of all, the thing that we always teach our people and that we do it as a leadership and that's we follow after him. And if yeah. he wants to say something, we want to let him say it. Yeah. And if he wants to do something, we want to let him do it, Yeah. Uh, which, is, which is huge. Yeah, we He's not talking about me. He's quickly. talking about Jesus. About Jesus, yeah. <laughs> which Pastor Lynn and Jesus is pretty, pretty, pretty close. Pretty close. Close second there. Um, man, one of the things that's just really been on my heart and I was thinking about for this Easter, um, Easter Sunday is that in Luke chapter 24, um, starting with verse number 13, it's talking about the disciples that are on their way to Emmaus. And... It's, it, it says that the same day, two of Jesus' followers were walking to the village of Emmaus, seven miles. In the New Living Translation, it says seven miles from Jerusalem. As they were walking along, they were talking about everything that had happened. And as they were talking and discussing these things, Jesus himself suddenly came and began talking with them. And then the verse says, but God yes. kept them from recognizing it. And the first thing that hit me was 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses, uh, verse 7, says, for we... We live by believing and not by seeing. Amen. And that's the first thing that hit me that it's about us as we, other translations say, we live by faith and not by sight. And here are two disciples after Jesus has been uh, crucified and they had walked with him, talked with him, heard his teachings, knowing that he had said in three days he's going to rise again. And now they're, they're upset and they're on the day that he's supposed to be risen and they've heard it. And they've heard it from Mary Magdalene and, and Martha that Jesus has risen. And now they're still feeling that pain and that sorrow. Um, they're still allowing their feelings to, to, and anxiety to kind of stir up inside of them. And they're walking back to Emmaus. They're going back to what they knew from before. And here all of a sudden Jesus encounters them. And they don't see it. Their focus was so much on what had just happened. Their discussion was the pain, the anguish yeah. that he's no longer yeah. here. And I thought about that, that for this Easter Sunday, that we are not able to gather together as groups of people. And it's almost like the enemy was trying to keep us away from each other. And 
and trying to use a new tool um, against us. And it's like, this is the day that we get the chance to use those exact same tools that the enemy's trying to <laughs> yes, stop us yes, and the yes. church is able Amen. to still move forward Come with on, it. Yes. Um, I thought about David when David's going after Goliath. You know, yeah, we, we always teach that he knocked him down with a rock, but that's not what initially killed him. What, what killed him was Goliath's own sword as David pulled it out and took off his head. And that's the exact same thing. We, as youth pastors, we are always talking, man, the internet might be bad or the phone, we don't want you around. We're trying to take away these distractions. And that's a tool from the enemy. And it's like, but that's a tool that we're using today. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Um, big good. time now. Yeah, that, good. Um, good work. You know, me and Ez, we're, we, as we're doing conferences with, with our young people and we're talking with our young people, we're doing it over the phone that we were like, I don't know, you should really take time away. And now it's like, I want you to be on the phone. Please be on your phone. Please be on please. your phone. And it's like those, those <laughs> weapons that the enemy was trying to use to kill the church, now the church is using it against him. Whoa, and, that's good. And, Powerful. And, and as we're doing that, as, as we may have felt, like the, as soon as this pandemic hit and as soon as we started being told we had to stay in our homes or we had to, you can't be gathering with no more than a couple people and this and that. And it was like, you almost kind of felt fear as a church because it's like, we're so used to coming together and we're so used to having our Sunday school classes, our youth nights, our prayer mornings. We're so used to just gathering as many people as we can. And it's like, now we are going to use what the enemy meant for evil. We are going to use it for the power and honor and glory of God. Yeah. And that's what we're doing. Um, so he's, so as you continue in there, he says that he, Jesus asked them, what are you discussing um, so intently as you walk along? And they stopped short, sadness written across their face. Then one of them, Cleophas, replied, you must be the only person in Jerusalem who hasn't heard about all the things that have happened over the last few days. And Jesus asked him, what things? Isn't that like Jesus to answer a question with a question? It was like, what things are you talking about? And, um, and he, says, he says, the things that happened to Jesus, like... You know, the things that happened to you that's walking with me. The man from Nazareth, they said, he was a prophet who did powerful miracles, and he was a mighty teacher in the eyes of God and all the people. But our leading priest and other religious leader handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. And then it says, we, hoped he was the, we had hoped that he was the Messiah who had come to rescue Israel. But this all happened three days ago. Um, they, they, they were... That the things that, again, that they thought was going to kill, or they thought that uh, the Messiah was there, they thought we had walked with Jesus, talked with Jesus, and so much was supposed to happen, and then all of a sudden it had to come to a screeching halt. And we thought that this is who he was. And they say that this all happened three days ago when some, other, when some women from our group of his followers were at his tomb early this morning, they came back with an amazing report. They said his body was missing, and they had seen angels who told them, Jesus is alive. <laughs> Jesus yeah. is alive. Going right along with, that is what we are proclaiming this morning. No yes. matter what you are going Jesus through, no matter the alive. worry, the craziness, we know that in the middle of this, Jesus is alive. Amen. You cannot Amen. stop the resurrection. You cannot stop what he is doing. You cannot stop the glory of God that moves and ministers. And right now, right where you're watching this, you are feeling the presence of God that moves through this. Maybe a tool that had been used for evil, but we know God is using it to proclaim the gospel yes. and move it forward. Wow. Um, whoa. Okay. Oh, we got a man. So some of the men um, ran out to sea, and sure enough, his body was gone, just as the women had said. They, they again... <laughs> 
they, they have been told he's going to rise again, and they're still questioning it. And how many times in our walk with God we've been given a word, and so many times when, when craziness happens, when, when our faith begins to get low, that we still question that word. And, and in this time, it's like, is Jesus really real? Man, he's still real. He is still real yeah. because he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, we got to see that this week um, as we were posting in our own family's life. Uh, we did it completely different than we've ever seen before. We've ever seen before. Um, and that's, we baptized people through the phone um, over FaceTime. Jesus. And it was so crazy. Um, I was sweating so bad and nervous and as we were doing it. And it was like my very first baptism. And, um, and I was doing it over the phone. And we commissioned our family member that, hey, you're going to baptize this family. You're going to put your hand on, on their head. And it really started to talk about that personal revival. Yes. Yeah. That it's yep. not, I yep. started telling them, we used to think that, oh, you've got to come to the church and you've got to be done by the minister. I was like, today, you're the minister of your home. <laughs> and priest you're the, the prophet priest of, of the your home. home yes. And priest of your wow. home. Wow. And, um, and so it was so amazing. As we did it, we're crying, we're laughing, we're shouting. And um, the water's going everywhere in their, <laughs> from their bathtub. And they were just like, this is so great because it, they didn't want to wait. And they knew God had been speaking to them and to their heart. And I know he's doing it so much more yes. to people all over the world, to all those that are watching right now, that God is speaking to your heart. And I'm telling you, if you can just give him a wholehearted yes, yes oh. to him, yes to his word, and yes what he wants to do, there's so, so much amazing things. Um, Jesus begins talking to him and says, you foolish people, you find it so hard to believe that all the prophets wrote in the scripture. Wasn't it clearly predicted that the Messiah who, had, who uh, would have to suffer all these things before entering his glory? Then Jesus took him through the, the writings of Moses and all the prophets, explaining all these things from Scripture, the things concerning himself, that Jesus was starting to talk to him about himself. And I thought that was so amazing as we began to read his word that he's talking to, him, uh, he's talking to us about himself. And by the time they were um, nearing Emmaus and their journey was coming to an end, Jesus acted as if he was going to continue on. But they begged him, stay the night with us since it's getting so late. And how many times right now we are inviting Jesus into our homes, into homes that maybe um, would have never invited him in before, into homes that maybe didn't take a lot of time for him before. Um, you know, I was laughing and, and I made a joke that, you know, so many times if you had, you had, you know, kind of played hooky from church before you were watching a sports or you were watching something else online. And now with all those other distractions gone, now you're watching it from home and you're watching this service and we're taking the time for Jesus that was originally intended for yes. um, and that we're, we're really going after him. Um, and so then he sat down with them and then he took the bread and blessed it. And when he broke it and gave it to them, suddenly their eyes were open and they recognized him. At that moment, he disappeared. And I thought how amazing because they had seen it. If they were, they, you know, they, they were the disciples of Jesus and they had walked with him, talked with him, seen the miracles before, and that when he broke the bread, it instantly reminded them of when he had fed the multitude from before. And he had looked back, and how many times in those victories in our life that we've got to look back and we see if he did it before, he's going to do it again. Yes. And when yes. we see that, you know, it, right now, a lot of people have maybe lost their job, a lot of fears gripping some homes, a lot of anxiety, panic attacks, but we are saying it because... When we know we've seen him have victory before, we know he's going to do it yes, again. Amen. And that's yeah. exactly when we come out of this, when we're able to gather together, there's going to be so much more power, so much yeah. more love, yeah. so much more, I mean, <laughs> even, even more than what we've seen before um, because it's going to be so exciting to be yes. with each other. 
but it's also going to be that, hey, we took those times, we slowed down, and we read his word, we prayed, we fasted together, we took communion together, and we're leading our homes in this personal revival, this personal um, revival that's happening at each and yeah. every one of us. Um, and so, again, when we see him, that he, he did it before, he's going to do it again. And then they said, didn't our hearts burn within us as we talked with him on the road? And he explained the scriptures to us. How amazing when we read his word because we see, yeah, these stories happened years ago, but the same God that's in those written words is the same God that's moving, breathing, living, and walking amongst us today. And we get to still see it. Um, And so Philippians chapter 4, verses 8 through 9 in the New Living Translation says, Now... And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Paul's writing to the the Church of Philippi, and he says, Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And then he says in verse 9, Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. So keep putting into practice the times that we had come together and we had just let go and let God have his way. So turn the music on in your home and just let God just do what he does. And it, it doesn't have to be that you have to come into these four walls, but he wants to meet you in your four walls. And, um, and so think about these things. And so uh, keep putting into practice all that you have learned from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. And so I thought about how... How cool that we get to experience Jesus everywhere we're at. Whether we're watching on the phone, the tablet, the TV, um, we're watching with a bunch of people, or we're by ourselves in our room, but we get the chance to experience Jesus in the middle of chaos, in the middle of everyone saying that, hey, you should just give up, give in, don't do this, don't do that. But we get to, one thing they cannot tell us to do, and that's you cannot tell us to stop worshiping. You cannot tell us to stop reading. You cannot tell us to stop experiencing. Yeah, rejoicing. Um, So my thing is, it's been like right in this story, you know, the disciples are giving up and giving in. And it's like you don't have to um, fall to that temptation or to that snare from the enemy that I've just got to give up and that's it. There's no more hope. But like we said, here's some family members that have just felt the tug of God on their yes. hearts during this time. And if he's doing it for them, I know he can do it for you because he's done it for us. And again, we've seen him the victory from before and we'll see it again. And so I just know, and then the, they, after that, Jesus disappears and the Bible says that they immediately got up and took off running. You know, they didn't care what time of day it was. It was supposed to be nighttime, okay? And we're talking miles away. We're talking hours they had walked. And it says that they took off running um, at that moment, as soon as they, Jesus had disappeared, they took off running back to tell people the good news that Jesus is alive. Ah, and so you get to run, you get to shout, you get to sing it, you get to dance about it, we get to proclaim it, that he is alive. And we get to do it in these whole new ways of doing things. Whether it's posting something to social media platform, whether it's posting a video to YouTube, whether it's um, smiling and waving at people, um, you know, driving by and putting a putting a sign on the side of your car as people are doing for happy birthdays, which I think is amazing. And we're doing it in a whole new way of letting people know the good news that Jesus is risen and we get to rise in newness of life with him. And we don't have to live the same way. Creative Um, encouragement. Creative encouragement. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so, man, that was like, that was it. (laughs) I think that's 
I don't know. We could keep going, but that's pretty much what I've got, what so I felt like the Lord was saying. Make me want to jump up and do the holy helicopter. Somebody's going to shout their, for real, and yeah. shout their bobby Amen. pins down. Like, it's gonna, we're going to have a Holy Ghost experience I don't up got in here. bobby pins in, but they'd have been gone. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you yeah. what. For real. Whoa! Sometimes when Jesus starts hitting me, I all of a sudden get a southern accent. I don't know. It's just because I really <laughs> want one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Mine ends up turning into like a T.D. Jakes kind of Ooh, voice. Yes, so, Lord. Yeah, come on, somebody. That's okay. Do you have your sweat rag, though? I, I probably needed it this morning because I could feel it. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Uh, this well, is what's so good. When we talk about, you know, David, he would strengthen himself in the Lord. We're here. We're talking about Jesus. And each of us, all of a sudden, you can see, we could feel it. I'm sure you can feel it right there. We talk about Jesus. Start atmosphere building. changes. Yeah. We just start rising yeah. up. So, this hunger, yeah. this faith. Everything that is the power of Jesus, and it, oh boy, come on, somebody! Oh boy, um, I got too many notes, I got so many scriptures I want to read, but you know, whatever. But we talk about the power of God in Romans 1 um, 16 it says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ, I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ, it is the power of God at work. Saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. The good news tells us how God made us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. By faith. There we go. Start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. What we are seeing is the power of God at work. We're talking about this. That is the gospel. That it is real. It's not just a story. It's real. It's the power of God. The gospel is the power of God at work in people's lives. And that is what is happening. We are seeing that in families where all of a sudden they're, they're calling, what must I do to be saved? Yeah. We're seeing that. Book of Acts, just like there. What must I do to be saved? What must I do to be saved? That's what we're seeing where you're like, well, let's get things in order here. People giving their lives to the Lord, getting baptized in their homes, dedicating their family unto the Lord, <laughs> becoming the priests of their homes again. Oh, that cool. is the power of God at work. It's God moving on hearts. Woo! Yeah. Jesus, this gets me so excited. Because initially he wanted our hearts. Yeah. It wasn't about an outward expression or I mean, excuse me, an outward appearance, but it was what's going on, on the inside. And that's what people are getting to the to the yep. middle of is it's their heart is starting to call out yes. and say, I want more of him. And how do I get mm. there? How do I do that? And we're mm. getting the chance now again through these new platforms that we get to say, hey, this is how you this is how you do it. These are some of the things and um, and just keep doing it. Yes. I'm going to give a really basic breakdown of the gospel right now. Um, there's lots of different people watching. And so, like, what you're hearing is you're hearing the testimony of Jesus throughout all of this, which is beautiful. This is all about the testimony of Jesus. So I'm going to give a basic breakdown. The Bible tells us three things about God. It tells us that he is holy. That means that he is pure. He is without sin. God is holy pure as they come we really don't even have a full understanding of how holy but we get to more and more throughout eternity god is love he wants all to know him all to know him you see it all throughout the scripture he wants his people to know him and god is just sin must be punished what does the bible tell us about us he tells about humanity he tells us that one all have rebelled against god romans 3 23 all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god also says that even one sin is enough to separate us from God. So whoever keeps the law and yet stumbles in one point has become guilty of all. That's James 2.10. God's requirement for us is to be perfect. 
Matthew 5, 48. Be perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. We are to be holy as he is holy. So we hear that. These are things that are said in the Bible. And it's very clear all throughout Scripture, God desperately wants relationship with his people. He wants relationship with his people. You see it in the Old Testament. You see it in the New. He wants relationship with his people. But in Isaiah 59, I'm giving you a breakdown of this all. Some of you, this is going to be the ABCs of the gospel. But guess what? It's so good. We never get tired of this. Every time I hear the gospel, it makes it that much more beautiful to see what Jesus has done. Isaiah 59, 2 says, Your iniquities, your sins, have made a separation between you and God. So it's clear that sin separates us from God. It made a separation between us and God. And most most of us were very aware of that. I mean, you talk to people, and it's very clear. If someone feels that, I mean, you hear things like, Oh, if I go in that church, I mean, the roof is going to fall on me. Like, I've heard that so many times that we're very aware of the separation that sin brings. And so these things happen where we we feel that. We have this desperation. We feel dirty. Um, People, I hear this very often. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to better myself right now. I'm just trying really hard to better myself. Um, You know, like this self-help, just trying to, they want to work so hard and they just want to figure it out. And, and it's this realization in that process, there's a lot of discouragement that can come because it's like, I can never measure up. Like, you know, people, I, I hear this often where people are just like, yeah, I, I was doing so good. And then it's like, yeah, I, I just can't measure up. Like, I, don't, I just can't do enough to please God. And I can't even come close to being perfect. Like it said that you must be perfect as I am perfect. Like you hear that and you're like, what? How can I ever do that? I'm far from perfect. <laughs> and guess what? That's right. You can't do it on your own. We can't do it on our own. We can't for a second work ourselves into the standard or requirement. Yeah. So the second you realize that, this is where grace gets to come in. You can't do it on your own. You can't. You can't. And that's what's so beautiful. That's why this is so good. And, I mean, even the Bible talks about that, that your works in Isaiah 64, 6 says, all of your righteous deeds are like filthy garments. Mm-hmm. So you can keep trying, and you can keep trying, and boy, it's really tiring. Because <laughs> it's just like filthy garments if you're just trying to work your way in. Here we go. Here's the good Here news. Go. You ready for it? Good news. You ready for this good news? I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. Go tell. Here it is. Ready? But God did all of this. He did what we could never do. He actually built a bridge back to himself. Like we said, God always wanted a relationship with his people, but sin brought separation. He then built a bridge back to him by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our bridge back to the Father because of what Jesus did. Now, whoo, we have a bridge. Jesus did it. He did something we could never, ever, ever do. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Not through my works. Not through that. It's through Jesus Christ. Only only him. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. That God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. So that we might become the righteousness of God. So we hear this. This is glorious, but we can't just hear it. Because we can say this all day, but then there's something where it becomes real. Yeah. 
Jesus, when he becomes real, he becomes so real. He be, it's not just a story. It, it is him. He, he is your savior. He comes to you. And we, we realize I need a savior. I can't fix myself. I, need, I am needy and I need God. We realize that I need you, Jesus. These people, like when they were walking yeah. with Jesus, their hearts would burn because they knew he was the Savior. There's that thing in each of us where when we're with him, we burn because we know we need him. And so that's what happens where we take this, the reality of this good news, and it starts to pierce our hearts. And we realize, whoa, Jesus, you would die for me. You would come to save me. You would really come to save me, Lord. In Romans 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth then that Jesus is Lord, for with a heart a person believes that God raised him from the dead, and you'll be, you will be saved. For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness, and with the mouth he confesses, resulting in salvation. So there comes this place where you realize, I need God. And then you confess it, Jesus, I need you. Lord, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you died and then you were resurrected and that you rose from the grave. And when you rose from the grave, you did that for me, that you died on the cross for my sins, Lord. Lord, I need you, God. Lord, I, that you would forgive my sins. There's the beauty of this thing called repentance where we, where there's the rea- you know, we talked about sin how we feel that, well, th- there's that thing that's in you that's like, God, this is dirty, and I know it's dirty, because when we, we approach the that's one who good. is holy, God, he is holy. When you approach him, you feel that, that sin, you feel it, and that's, this is what's called repentance, where we repent, Lord, forgive me, and guess what? His blood Beautiful. washes it. He washes it. We're then sprinkled with his blood. We're cleansed with his blood. When I say, Jesus, forgive me, Lord, I put my faith in you. I want you to be the Lord of my life. In that, transformation happens. The Bible says that you become a new creation in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. That means that when he died on the cross, he died for you. He died as you. We put our faith in him. His death and resurrection was for us. That we actually become a new person then. It is the confession that there's the righteousness in our heart, faith, then we confess it. Salvation. It's beautiful. It's glorious. This is the gospel (laughs) and it will get you fired up for all eternity and it should and we preach this message we all preached it and the message is jesus and we will preach it until we can't breathe anymore that's going to be the last breath out of us is jesus because he is everything he's everything (laughs) he's the hope and this time is him he's who we're living for it's jesus and he wants to meet you right where you are at If you've never known him, now's the time to know him. Mm -hmm. If you've known him your whole life, now's the time to know him even deeper. (laughs) He's beautiful. He's wonderful. You get to know him as Savior. You get to know him as friend. You get to know him as shepherd, as comfort, as everything. You get to know him intimately. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And so this is something that happens, too, is, like I said, it's the power of God at work in you. The gospel is the power of God at work. So he's going to start stirring up things in you. You hear something like this, he'll start stirring things up. All of a sudden, you may listen to some music that you used to be able to listen to. Now you're like, that doesn't feel right. That's the Holy Spirit. That's God at work in your life. He's cleansing you, cleaning you. He's refining us. 
We are approaching the one who is holy. And so any of those old things, he breaks it off. We talked about that as making a clean break. It's a clean breakup. It's not, you know how sometimes in relationships, people can, when they're dating and then they break up, but they didn't really break up. It's just messy, right? That's where we make a clean break with sin right then and there. It's a clean breakup. And the Holy Spirit is going to empower you to walk that out. He's going to empower you to walk out this new life with Christ. And I got some more good news for you. You ready for more Bible? I love the Bible. Um, I'll just read this because it's good. Romans 5 is just so good. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person, though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who's especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, by what? The blood of Christ, not by your works, by Jesus' blood. That's how you've been made right. Woo, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God has restored, was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. It's through his life. We put faith in the life of Christ. We then take on the life of Christ. It's through his life. So now we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because of our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Here's another thing. This will encourage you all the time. This right here is so encouraging to me because like I said, we're walking this out now, right? So this is a time when Jesus becomes real. You're a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come. Holy Spirit's going to direct. But we're walking this out. It's new territory, right? This right here is going to be very helpful to know. Hebrews 7.23 says, There were many priests under the old system, for death prevented them from remaining in office. But because Jesus lives forever, his priesthood lasts forever. Therefore, he is able once and forevermore to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. Jesus lives forever to intercede with God on our behalf. He is our intercessor. He is interceding for us in this moment. Woo! That should bring so much peace to your heart. That should bring so much comfort, so much joy. When you know that Jesus is Lord of your life, he intercedes for you. That means he prays for you. Have, have, you, ever been, have you ever heard someone intercede? Hear my mama pray. <laughs> Hear Barb pray. When they intercede, they, I mean, they go in and they are standing in the gap. That's what Jesus has done. He is our head intercessor and our high priest who made us the ultimate sacrifice for us. So know that. Know that he made the ultimate sacrifice. He doesn't have to do it every day. He already did it. His blood was all. He paid for it. That was the sacrifice there. So be encouraged by that. Know that Jesus is interceding for you. He is interceding on your behalf. He sends the Holy Spirit to be your comforter. The Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth in this new life with Christ. New life with Christ, long life with Christ, eternal life with Christ. Holy Spirit is going to lead you. He's going to guide you. Now, here's one more thing that I have to say about this, because I believe sometimes we take a message like this and, and we pray this prayer. We have this reality where Jesus, you know, we, we want to dedicate our lives to the Lord. And so we pray a prayer, right? Well, that's not it. That, that is not all the gospel. The gospel then, 
there, then now there's the call to walk this out. And so here in Matthew 16, 24, then Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your old life, to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. And I tell you the truth, some standing here will not die before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. So this is very clear. If we want to be disciples, we want to walk this out. This is real. The gospel, it said go, right? That means we put legs to it. That means we walk out this life of faith with Christ. It's not a prayer. It's not just a prayer. It is a transformation. This is a supernatural thing that happened and continues to happen in our lives. We follow. We follow him. Lord means something. He becomes the Lord of your life, not just, oh, Lord. No, Lord means he's the Lord. (laughs) And there is comfort in that. And this season, I, I was talking about it. I said, I have so much comfort knowing that Jesus is Lord. Yes. That he is Lord of my life. That means we follow him. Yeah. We lay down our life. We follow him. Guess what? He's going to lead you. He's going to guide you. He's going to direct you. We get to follow him. We take up our cross and we follow. So in this now, we run by following him. Our life now, lay down our rights. We take on his life. I don't walk with my own rights anymore. Now I'm like, Lord, what are you saying? And he'll teach me and he guides me. And sometimes it's a little painful because there's a little bit of my flesh that's like, whoop, that thing needs to die a little bit. But that's the change. He'll become the Lord of your life now. And he's not, that doesn't mean he's an accessory. That means he's the Lord of your life. Yes. He's not just, eh. No, he's everything. He is the way, he's the truth, he's the life, he's the way to salvation, he's the way to the Father, he's the bridge, he is everything. Jesus didn't pay a high price for a gray area. He paid a high price for black and white. He paid a high price for a pure and spotless bride. And guess what? He's going to lead you in that when you have him actually become the Lord of your life. So it looks like a very humble position of Jesus. Teach me. Lord, you have all of my heart. You have all of my affection, Lord. What do you want to do today? He's after your affection. He's after your heart. And the more that we see him as altogether lovely, it's easy to lay things down. But it's, it's so beyond just this one moment. This is, a, this is all eternity. We get to know him deeper and deeper and deeper. Uh, but like I said, you become a new creation in Christ. The old is gone. The new has come dead to sin, alive to God. This is the best news. It changes everything. Um, It changes your eternity. (laughs) And you will now have purpose in life because Jesus becomes Lord. He, He becomes your everything. He becomes your husband. He becomes your best friend. He becomes, like I said, everything. Um, and this never gets old. This, this is the timeless message of the gospel. It has stood through wars. It has stood through everything. This is something that people died for. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ, that the only way to salvation was through Jesus. The only way to be made righteous was Jesus' blood, him dying on the cross. And we have 
this unshakable hope because he resurrected. That's what today is about. And we, we, as as Pastor Tim just did and just accomplished earlier in, in this week, that he ended up baptizing and teaching on baptism and then baptized over the phone, via over the phone, like FaceTime. It's like we are buried. Romans 6 says we are buried with yes. Christ. The old man is dead yes. and buried with Christ in baptism to be resurrected with him yes. to walk a new life. Yes, the life of faith, the life of Christ. And so something we're going to do now, we talked about communion. So we're going to do that now. So if you guys want to grab your stuff for communion, we're going to pass it out here right now too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the cross, Jesus. We thank you for all that you have done, Lord. Lord, we thank you for your glorious gift of salvation, Lord. The beauty of the gospel that because of your body that was broken, we get to be whole. The Lord, that you would become a new creation in Christ, Lord, that you you heal our bodies and that you become our everything, that we then feast on you, Lord. So God, we thank you for your body that was broken, God. We thank you that you went to the cross and you died for us, that you were to an unrecognizable state, Lord. You gave it all. You paid the highest price for us, Lord. So we thank you. We thank you for your body. In Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you for your blood. Woo, we thank you for your blood, Jesus. We thank you that your blood washes us clean, all sin. We are now clean, clean conscious, Lord, that your blood keeps us, your blood redeemed us, it saved us, Lord. Thank you that we become new creations in Christ because of your blood, Lord, that we get to spend eternity with you because of your blood, that we get to experience your grace because of your blood, your mercy because of your blood, your joy, your peace, righteousness, that we become sons and daughters because of your blood, Jesus, that we become a royal priesthood because of your blood your messengers lord your messengers jesus lovers of you jesus and it's all because of your blood that we become holy and righteous because of your blood we become redeemed because of your blood so right now we take this and we become so aware and have full remembrance of your finished work on the cross In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. What a glorious day. Lord, we thank you that the gospel, it's new, it's fresh every day. Lord, I think that it never changes, Lord, but every time we hear it, it's good news. It's the best news, Lord. So we thank you.
We declare life, resurrection life to anyone and all who are hearing this, Lord. Thank you for healing to bodies right now in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. Yeah, go ahead, Mama. Lord, just, we just thank you for all the children. God, we just praise you, God, that they are learning so much right now in this in your presence, God. They are actually feeling your presence and changing the way they think, Lord Jesus. Helping them to know how much you love them, God. How much you care about them, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We anoint the children, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you guys so much for joining us this morning. Um, we just pray that this, that the word would pierce, that there would be transformation, that you would take this and that this would change families, that um, the same testimony, testament, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So these testimonies of, of families calling and being like, what must I do to be saved? I want to be baptized, that that would happen more. That we're going to see this, that people are going to come to really know Jesus. So we love you. Yes. We bless you. We can't wait to be with you again. Yes. But we are so excited about what God is doing and his resurrection power. So we love you. We bless you. Happy Amen. Easter. Yes. Happy, Happy Easter, everybody. Easter. Happy yeah. Easter. We, we love you. you. We bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Since our services are currently online, this may change how you usually give. Here's a refresher on ways you can give your tithes and offerings. To give using your phone, text GIVE to 208-504-0701. You can also download the Faith Teams mobile app. Click on GIVE and select Valley Church. To give on our website, go to valleychurchidaho.com and click on GIVE. You'll have the option to give using Faith Teams or PayPal. Lastly, you can mail a check to Valley Church, 2900 Life Way, Caldwell, Idaho, 83605. Thank you for sowing into the kingdom of God. This is such a beautiful time where we all get to lean into the Lord in new ways. We pray that His peace would fill your hearts and homes and that times of refreshing would come from His presence. We believe the best is yet to come.